Welcome to the Fearless Mom Podcast, where our goal is to give practical tips and tools to help moms actually enjoy parenting. Whether you're watching or listening by yourself or you're with a group, we're just so glad that you've joined us. And remember, we never want to add to your already long to-do list. We just want to help you be intentional with what you're already doing. Hi, everyone. This is Julia Fortman and Julie Richard, and we're back this week to talk more about moving forward in the in the pandemic as we parent our children forward. Parenting forward, no matter what that looks like for you, because we know that around the country and around the world, everyone is experiencing something different right now, where some um, areas are already back to pre-pandemic operations. We love that term. That's what our school district is using, pre-pandemic operations. And so maybe not back to normal, as some people have said, but back to the new normal. And so um, some zones are already back to pre-pandemic. Others are shutting down hardcore for, I don't know, the fourth or fifth time. And so wherever you are, our goal is that you are um, staying joyful, peaceful, hopeful, and we want to encourage you as we all keep that in mind, parenting forward, whatever that looks like for you. Right. And last week we talked about the importance of checking your attitude and your mindset um, about, uh, particularly as we've processed what we've been through through the pandemic. So I hope that you had some time last week to um, pause and notice little signs, little signals that you're, you are moving forward. Um, like I had noticed I was, I had the mental space to listen to podcasts and read books again and thought, oh, wow, that's fantastic. Um, you mentioned to me that you uh, had to wait 45 minutes for a restaurant. Yes, we were after church. I said, oh, I'll run by and pick up Texas Honey Ham, which if you're in Austin, you know, it is literally the best breakfast taco ever. And so I called and they said, it'll be a 45 minute wait. And they apologized. And I said, oh my oh my gosh, don't apologize. I'm so happy that things are moving in that direction, that businesses are getting busy again, that um, friends who own restaurants are busy again. It's just, um, and you know, I think anytime I go out now, even traffic, Mm -hmm. to be honest, we got really spoiled in Austin, you know, with no traffic. And so we were heading somewhere and I, I can't remember. And then somebody else mentioned me the same day I'd experienced it. And I said, well, traffic is back and I'm like yes but I can't help but think oh my gosh people are getting back to work they're Mm -hmm. back around people kids are getting back in school back in activities so I think if we flip our mindset just about that the things that we dreaded before and that were a nuisance before if we can look at them as signals and signs that we are moving forward right and I, I well I know for one I, um, it helped me as I waited 45 minutes for my breakfast tacos. (laughs) So I do think so. I I think that, uh, there are little signs every day, but being mindful of those. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's why we really encouraged everybody before we um, jumped into the parenting forward to go back and listen or watch mindful thinking, because being aware of the present, fully aware of the present and fully aware of thoughts, feelings, and physical sensations, mm-hmm. which when I first did that series, and I, or I was first working on it, it, I just put being fully aware of thoughts and feelings. And the more I studied, um, the more I realized that being aware of our physical sensations as 
um, indicators mm-hmm. of what we're feeling a lot right. of times. And right. so anyway, I, I think I think as we move forward, being aware of how our body is responding to the transition, mm-hmm. just as we did so much in the transition to quarantine, I believe that we have to be just as intentional as we transition out, out of quarantine. And now for most of us, uh, quarantine or the some people called it a lockdown or um, it happened suddenly and it happened to everyone um, real quick. But now as we're coming out of it, it's kind of more ambiguous. <laughs> There's not, not even s- kind of. Right. It is legit it is. more ambiguous. And it has been the whole process. Mm-hmm. Because it was back in school, home for two weeks, back in school, mm-hmm. which I get. Everyone was trying to figure out the safest way mm-hmm. that we could get kids back in school. But that is different than when we all shut down at the same time. Right, right. And so now, you know, this week we want to talk about um, a part of attitude that is kind of about your belief system, about what you think and what you feel about or believe about stress um, and struggle and because we all know that behavior follows belief. So you the bet. way that you behave indicates what you believe. And yes. you can see that real quick when you discipline your kids and they say yes ma'am and then do something completely different. Right. So <laughs> Right. It is not you necessarily just what you say <laughs> yes. that affects um, how you behave. It is what you believe, that's mm-hmm. for sure. And um, I think the mindfulness and being aware of how our thoughts and feelings are connected to our actions and then also doing it backwards, um, watching your behaviors and saying, oh, what is this that I'm feeling or Mm -hmm. thinking? And, you know, what drove me to do that? Whether it's um, an angry impulse, whatever it is. I I think understanding the connection, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, and we try to put in place cognitive behavioral parenting, understanding the connection between thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, and mindfulness just helps you break those down, mm-hmm. and um, then understanding the awareness as we back them up, saying our behavior affects our feelings and thoughts just as much as our thoughts and <laughs> feelings affect our behavior, Right. if that makes sense. Right. And so as we parent forward, we want to look at what we believe about stress. We acknowledged last week that everyone has experienced some form of stress to different degrees. Um, whether it is financial stress, some people have been um, like their businesses were thriving mm-hmm. during the pandemic. And so it wasn't necessarily financial stress, but they did experience uncertainty. Everyone has experienced it to some degree. Maybe um, your kids uh, thrived, maybe they're introverts and it wasn't difficult for them, or maybe your family grew closer. There were certainly a lot of good things, but even when we acknowledge all the good, We cannot ignore the fact that our entire world has been through 15 months of uncertainty. And so then how does that affect our bodies? And today we're looking at specific science um, that Kelly McGonigal cites. Um, Kelly is the author of The Willpower Instinct that we have done the Willpower Challenge through Fearless Mom. And um, she is a professor at Stanford. And so then she's also written the book, The Upside of Stress. Mm -hmm. Her science that she cites, it's not necessarily hers, but the the science that she has gathered and then has pulled together to um, help us understand better how our bodies respond to stress. You and I believe it's a game changer. Huge. It's a game changer. And if you want to look up a synopsis of it, I I think if you don't have time to read her whole book or uh, whatever, there is a a TED Talk that she does. 
fascinating. And it, it's like it, 13 minutes. It is, yeah. but it is incredible. And uh, she's a great communicator. And I think it's called Making Friends with Stress. Making, making stress, stress Your, your friend. friend, yes. And definitely worth your time. But her, the basic thesis is that we have all been taught, and actually she has taught, she's a health psychologist, so she said forever she's taught that stress is bad for your body and that stress is bad for your health. But in reality, the recent science shows that stress is not always bad for you. What you believe about stress determines how stress affects your health. Isn't that crazy? Okay, I'm going to say that again. What you believe about stress determines how stress affects your health. So if you believe that stress is bad for you, bad for your health, then yes, your body responds. Your body responds exactly like that. It actually, the um, your blood vessels constrict, causing cardiovascular problems. Um, it, it definitely um, negatively affects your health. She studied death records, everything. It was super interesting how uh, they came to these conclusions. But if, on the other hand, you see stress as something you can use, as something that is necessary, as something that is part of life, and if you recognize those triggers, the mindfulness, the um, being aware of those physical sensations, the racing heart, the elevated blood pressure, the um, increased sweaty breathing, palms. sweaty palms, mm -hmm. all those physical indicators of stress, um, and you see it as, hey, my body is preparing me to do something courageous or I can use my body is gearing up to do something big. If you view stress as that, then it actually doesn't negatively impact your right. health. In fact, your arteries open and they studied it and, and showed that they open in a way that also happens when you experience moments of intense joy and courage. Isn't that crazy? So if you view stress as, and I can't help but think this is part of the growth mindset, right. uh, preparing our children. We normalize struggle. We normalize stress. We don't guard them from it. We prepare them for it and we equip them to handle it like this. We look at stress as part of life and giving you an opportunity to do something courageous your body is getting ready to help you be courageous right then it actually the blood vessel opens and um i it's it's mind-blowing to me now i'm going to do a little caveat here we've been under 15 months of stress right. she does make it clear right. and this her, her book was right. written before the pandemic so we're not saying like wow 15 months of living in this state. Nope, we've already acknowledged in the last right. podcast, everyone is affected and your body is probably showing you signs that you need to um, be intentional with the transition back to PPO, pre-pandemic operation. Right. So we need to be intentional as we move forward. But if we also can say, yes, we've been under stress, how can we use this stress for good? Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Right. So I think we acknowledge, yes, 15 months of it is a lot for anyone. But I'm noticing in my, my own kids, um, we were at uh, my middle son's baseball game, and my oldest son's friends were playing on the field next, uh, the next field over. I said, oh, let's go watch some of your friends. I mean, one of them he's been friends with since preschool, and he was pitching. I'm like, let's go cheer on Grant. And so he, he said, yeah, let's do that, and then stood back at, behind the bleachers watching the game. And, like, I mean, we could see the field, but still behind the bleachers. I'm like, let's go sit in the bleachers. He's like, no, I'm good here. And so I think that that 
kind of social stress um, is something real that, I mean, that was an example with a child, but I know adults that are facing that too of like, wait, I really haven't interacted much in person and that's kind of uncomfortable. And that kind of stress is what we're talking about. Yes, yes. Um, Stress that we believe Okay, we the fear is real. Mm-hmm. See it. Be mindful mm-hmm. of the feelings you're feeling. Um, you don't wait for the fear to subside. You make the choice to override. Right. And so taking so into consideration that, yes, this is a transition. There was a hard stop, hard transition, mm-hmm. quick, overnight, everybody all together. And so now as we move forward, everyone at a different pace, everyone at a different comfort level, that's when shame sets in. Mm -hmm. And so what we want to do is remove the shame. And so look at your thoughts and feelings and physical sensations with curiosity and compassion, no comparison or judgment, and say, this is what I'm feeling. Then we say, that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with me. This is totally normal. We acknowledge the transition. We acknowledge the stress of taking the next step to move forward. But now we go, okay, my, I'm, I'm walking into this social situation and I, I've been out of it or I'm empowering my child to walk into this, whether it's an academic, social, um, athletic situation. Acknowledge, is your heart beating faster? Do you have butterflies in your stomach? Are your palms sweaty? Um, whatever the physical sensation is, go, all right, how can we use this? Let's look at this as your body is preparing you to do something courageous. My body is preparing me to do something courageous. I think we can utilize this science as we move forward. And what we found in, I had gone back to look at our um, lectures that we'd previously done on the value of struggle. And um, I couldn't get over the science that Kelly McGonigal did, and we've been talking about this. We've been talking about her science for weeks now. And so then as I was looking um, for scripture, because I knew I had dug through scripture before mm-hmm. when we were talking about the value of struggle. Romans 5, 3 through 5. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. We rejoice when we run into problems of trials. Oh my word, we That's see stress yes. as beneficial. We see these trials as beneficial. We equip our children. We acknowledge th- this is what I I believe. I, I have talked to both my children about it since then. And I said, guys, I believe I taught y'all to see the positive to see the silver lining I I acknowledge that I that is my focus what I think I missed was acknowledging the cloud Mm -hmm. and acknowledging the negative yes I am fearful I am anxious I feel um, scared I feel um, threatened I feel disappointed I feel you know a sense of loss whatever it is I just went straight to the positive. And instead, we see the joy in the middle of the endurance. I, I just think right, that's significant. in the middle of the problem. I, I think it's significant. And then look at James 1, verses 2, and two through 4. The, unbelievable. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Okay, I'm going to stop there because we always say consider it joy. But it's considered an opportunity, meaning there's a choice. Right. There's a choice there. Again, 
not that James was citing uh, Kelly McGonigal's science, but <laughs> right. as we say, science was catching up to scripture. Right. And now this, we read this in a whole different way. Keep going. Right. Sorry. No, that, I, I mean, it's a, you're right. It's an opportunity. We have the choice. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Unbelievable. Right. About resilience and grit. This right here is stress, mm-hmm. resilience, and grit. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. James 1, 2 through 4. Talk about scripture memory for your kids and explaining to them. Now, what we want to do in an ideal world, we arm them away from the stress before the stress. So mm-hmm. we prepare them mm-hmm. and we say to them, I have said to my kids, guys, oh my gosh, first of all, apology. I believe I really, I want to see the silver lining all the time because negative or what I perceive as negative feelings make me uncomfortable. And so I'd never wanted you to feel sad, frustrated, Mm -hmm. hurt, Mm -hmm. whatever. And so I was just like, let's look at the positive and PS, let's have a snack while we're doing it. But (laughs) but that's neither here nor there. But I directed them to the silver lining when in reality, truly the silver lining is brighter when you recognize the cloud and and I, I am, I wanted my kids to just be happy. And in reality, I want them now long-term. It's better for them. It's better for me. I'm learning this about myself, how to acknowledge the cloud. Mm -hmm. Now the silver lining is that much brighter, Mm -hmm. but don't be afraid of the cloud because it's the cloud that provides opportunity for the silver lining. I love this scripture and how it, (laughs) how it just, it's the foundation for the, the strategies that we teach our kids to yes. help them deal with stress. Yes, it and really how it just really, we read it in a different way right. when we know we're like, God, of course, you know how we're created. You know how our minds and our bodies work together, and you're, you knew it way before we did. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. And mm-hmm. um, I, another um, series that we did talking about preparing kids for stress, for transition, for um, all of this and preparing ourselves again you know if you can't find the words or you can't find the strength or you can't find the um, the umph to teach your kids yet just figure out yourself Mm -hmm. and then the vocabulary and and the desire to teach your kids will follow but when we um, did own your mind business did you hear that own your mind business kind of like mind your own business but owning your own mind taking responsibility for your response to your thoughts and feelings Mm and um we i got these where i um the lies we believe by dr chris thurman um he has 10 lie uh, 10 truths that we need to believe and that will make it um it makes it easier for us to face each day and we uh, being aware of your thoughts and feelings. So I broke it down to think truths that we need to teach our kids to embrace. And so we just have four and that arms them and prepares them um, to respond to those, let's say undesirable Mm -hmm. or um, I hate to say it. I don't know why I have a hard time putting a label on those feelings, sadness, loss, disappointment you don't like them I don't like them but I don't want to say negative because mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you've done anything wrong they're unpleasant they're unpleasant yes undesirable yes. undesirable mm-hmm. um so anyway uh arming them to handle those mm-hmm. so number one I expect hard things to happen 
I expect hard things to happen. If we teach our kids that struggle is part of life and there's value in struggle and struggle builds strength and that's part of it. There's no shame attached to struggle. Mm -hmm. This activity, this um, homework assignment, whatever is difficult for me, that doesn't mean um, I'm not growing or I'm not smart. Right. So we want to say, I expect hard things to happen. And then number two, I'm not perfect. There's no shame in mistakes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you give it your best? Oh, my word. You're learning. You're getting stronger every time. It's hard and it's embarrassing when you mess up in front of other people. I see that cloud, but you're getting stronger. Where's that silver lining? Um, And number three, sometimes we don't need to say that in the moment. We just need to be with them in the cloud. (laughs) Little caveat. Um, Number three, I always have a choice. Empowering them with internal locus of control. Again, going back to... Um, stress being an opportunity Mm -hmm. for growth an opportunity for courage an opportunity for joy Um, I always have a choice and the number four God is always in control and so that relieves us of I believe the pressure to perfection Mm -hmm. we weren't created to be perfect there's only one who's been perfect Jesus and Mm -hmm. anyone who strives for that perfection we're always reaching toward it understanding that we can't meet that goal so I expect hard things to happen. I'm not perfect. I always have a choice and God is always in control. Building these beliefs into ourselves too. Right. Starting there. Starting there. And I think it gives us the freedom to see those undesirable feelings as we make these transitions. These, the um, freedom from shame of, I feel uncomfortable in social settings. I feel like I'm the only one who feels uncomfortable Mm -hmm. in social settings. Also, the the release of judgment of others. Right. Acknowledge. Everybody's moving at his or her own pace. And that's okay. It's okay. There was just a study done by the American Psychological Association, I think, uh, in March. Um, and it shows that 48% of those who are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, are still uncomfortable, unsure about going out in public. That's half. It's significant. Half the people. And so really having um, grace for yourself, no matter where you are. I know I saw George W. Bush on Jimmy Kimmel the other night, and he was talking about how liberating um, getting the vaccine was and the freedom that he felt. There's people there, and there's people that are still very uncomfortable. And, and so being okay with wherever you are and, and wherever your yes, friends are and, as, and your family yes, is, we're right. all going to come through this. At the Right. Everyone, we're, we're, we take steps at different places rates you know mm-hmm. and, and and at different times now I also think it depends on your personal experience mm-hmm. if you have friends who were very sick if you had a right. family member who sure. you know if you lost someone a family member then of course you look at it completely mm-hmm. differently and so and that's okay mm-hmm. we're let's but let's all acknowledge that we are moving forward whatever your pace move forward and what we want to help you do is to say okay as Difficult as that sudden transition was to the quarantine back in March of 2020, now understand that even though it's exciting to move forward, it's still a transition. Right. And there's a lot of feelings and thoughts that come with that. And we've always been different from other people. We've always right. had different thought processes. We've always, um, you know, moved at different paces. We've always believed different things. But now... It's very visible, mm-hmm. and people believe everything viscerally. And so mm-hmm. it is just elevated. And we were all different before. Right. It's right. just now it's all brought to the surface. It really is. And I think as we broke down into our quarantines, 
we surrounded ourselves um, it, with networks of people who think very much like us. Yes. And so the opportunities that we've had to have casual conversations by the water cooler, in the checkout line, um, whatever it is, where people might think a little differently than us, we haven't had in yes. the past year. And so I think that's kind of building a tribe mentality, too, that we also need to recognize, oh, yes, we did all think differently before all of this, and now it just feels um, very different. And so we sat down as a family, um, noticing that now our kids are back in school, activities are back in, and the structures that we had put in place to get us through the pandemic um, no longer really makes sense. And so, um, but breaking those habits, now they've become part of our right. routine and the way that we operate, and breaking out of those is kind of hard not kind of, really hard. Really hard. And I had noticed some behaviors in my kids and even in the way we were interacting with each other that just it just wasn't sitting well. So we had a, a meeting, a family meeting about it. For example, pre-pandemic, my kids did not have screen time during the week. They had it on the weekends. And now during the pandemic, that was the only way for them to communicate with their friends or the main way was through FaceTime and through their video games. And that's how they were, I mean, online with cousins, with friends, whatever talking well now they can get together and they were you know my kids were like yeah mom but our friends don't live in our neighborhood I said no you have to be intentional about scheduling a play date for them to come over and hang out or I can take you to Zilker Park or whatever you want to do but now we have to um, it's kind of like you know when we shut down we all kind of got into a cocoon like much like butterfly or caterpillars get into a cocoon and as they emerge uh, out of the chrysalis as butterflies the butterflies have to pump their wings um, and it's a slow process it can take hours but they have to go through it to break and by the way difficult to watch yes you might think that they're not making it for sure um, if you're watching it and um, they have to go through it to get the fluids out of their wings and to build the muscles they'll need to fly and if you help a butterfly in the process it will die because it has to go through that process and so we talked as a family, like, we're coming out of this. We're breaking our shells, and now it's time to pump our butterfly wings and to do the hard work to break the habit of immediately going to a video game or immediately going to um, social media or whatever it was that was filling your time before. You don't have to anymore. We can get together, and we can have friends over, and we can go and do things, and, um, but breaking those habits is hard. And transitioning mm-hmm. out. We mm-hmm. transitioned in overnight, mm-hmm. and now we're transitioning out slowly, mm-hmm. one step at a time. And their friends have, they've all built these structures. And so it's, it's not just breaking the habit in our family. It's, it's following, you know, that's, that's hard. Following you bet. other families too, and as they all come out at different paces as and well. And everybody is going to have different mm-hmm. steps, different um recognizing different habits that we've gotten into to transition out and finding the courage, digging deep Mm -hmm. to find um, the courage to make those Mm -hmm. changes to go back. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that if we see stress as normal, if Mm -hmm. we see struggle as normal, if we value struggle, if we value stress as an opportunity to build courage, which is what I believe it was James who said and Kelly McGonigal, um, if we value that stress and see this is this is an opportunity, this is normal for this to feel weird. It's normal for it to feel uncomfortable. It is normal for it to be difficult. And it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard and it's going to take some time 
but we can do it. Mm-hmm. We can do it together as a family. And that starts mom and dad with your making that you flip your mindset pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. You change your habits over time, but you flip that mindset. Yes. You determine like, okay, to, this is what we're going to do as we parent forward because right. stress actually is not always bad for you. Yes. So next week, we'll be talking about uh, solitude and gratitude, which are also some good strategies to put in place as we transition and parent forward. Um, It'll help us address some of the habits that we put in place when we needed them, but changing them moving forward. So we're so glad you joined us today, and we'll see you next week. We're so glad you joined us today. You can get more resources and information at fearlessmom.com.